five, four, three, two, one. Ah, John from the WDMA, bringing you print and marketing news every day. And here we go. Let's let's get back to the top 100 <laughs> commercials because you know we have to. Oh, you have to always have to have some fun here on the show, or else it's no fun. And here we go. When we asked Reebok to send us Terry Tate, some people thought we were crazy. But I'm a firm believer in paradigm breaking, outside the box thinking. Hey, buddy. Break was over 15 minutes ago, Mitch! And since Terry's been with us, our productivity has gone up 46%. We're getting more from our employees than ever before. You know you need a cover sheet on your TPS reports, Richard! That ain't new, baby! Hey, Terry. Hey, Janice. But what's really impressed me is how Terry's become part of the Felcher family. He fits right in here. That's a load, Mr. Paul, Doug. To be honest, I wish Reebok sent us ten Terry Tates. You want to play games, Gene? Well, when it's game time, it's pay time, baby. Okay, so uh, that's a Reebok commercial from the Super Bowl. And, the you know, my biggest criticism would be that Reebok was barely visible and mentioned twice, I think, in the commercial. So, anyway, but it's a lot of fun. And, you know, you say, well, you should save that for the football season. Yeah, I probably should have. But, hey, preseason starts in a couple of days. So, anyway, let's get over to the real news. Let's get to the real news. Okay, we got some good real news today. Okay, Toys R Us is going to be in all the Macy's stores. I think there's 441 of them or something like that. WHP Global and Macy's are going to put one in every store. Some of them are just going to be a little 1,000 square foot uh, for smaller shops, and that's pretty small, right? Um, to 10,000 square feet for the flagship locations in, in the bigger stores. Um, and then they can add a, a, a couple of thousand extra square feet if they want to. Um, you know, I'm not sure it's the best fit. We always went to Toys R Us for value. Um, and we just found that they were dramatically less expensive than the other stores for toys. Um, they once asked the CFO from Toys R Us, how did they sell stuff so cheap? And he said, it's not what you sell it for, it's what you buy it for, which I thought was an excellent idea. Okay, oh, 511 locations. And um, so I also didn't know that since, since WHP bought them, they'd actually opened up, they'd opened up, more than 900 stores in 25 countries outside the U.S. Hmm. So that's, you know, I was I was involved with a an expert witness situation with Toys R Us, and saw some incredible stuff that may or may not have led to their bankruptcy. <laughs> It's always interesting, you know, we kind of, it's part of capitalism that we, things come and they, things go. My, oh my. But if you need an expert witness in uh, in marketing and uh, database marketing, uh, I'm your guy. 
Okay, direct mail marketing by insurance industry remains strong by Doug Bailey. And this is from insurancenewsnet.com. You'd think they would have gone insurancenews.net instead, but anyway, they did that. Okay, this is a great article. Despite rising costs of paper printing and postage, the popularity and reliance on direct mail marketing by insurers remains strong and getting stronger. Okay. And in fact, uh, one of the, um, the uh, competitive intelligence marketing research firms, uh, Competence, it's the name of, or yeah, founder of Competence, Rich Goldman, who is mainly interviewed in this, <coughs> said, our prediction that is the direct mail in life, health, uh, property and casualty, and Medicare insurance is not just going to maintain, but is actually going to reach new heights reach new heights wow that's pretty cool if you're planning to do some direct marketing and by that he means direct mail I think you might want to look because you can do direct marketing in almost any medium if you if you think about it hard enough you might want to look at doing it now or doing some planning for Q1 next year and try to get around some of that because business in the fourth quarter the mailboxes are going to be stuffed which should be something to see you know I mean we have a medium-sized mailbox and it hasn't been stuffed in a decade I would guess anyway yeah I think it was about 2007 where mail peaked and we used to get a lot of catalogs um, but the catalogs have gotten smaller and smaller and uh, fewer okay entrance of insurance techs and what I'm guessing that is is sort of dot-coms that are deciding to get into direct mail which is boosting volume and email and internet marketing may be waning as some insurance insurers have not realized significant returns on investment. Interesting. Okay, here's direct mail trends, and this is the part that that uh, Mr. Goldman, what's his first name? Rich. That's what Rich is saying, seeing right there, and that's in health insurance. and And I think the open enrollment period is usually around December, so that may be why. But anyway, he sees a big bump there. Uh, health insurance, health insurers especially dipped their toes in the digital marketing waters last year, and they didn't get the results they wanted. And that's that's an important point. You know, yesterday we had a great article uh, from Mike Gunderson and Jeff Taran, and um, I recommend yesterday's show. You could skip ahead to that part of it if you wanted. Um, and they were basically saying that there were some huge things that digital marketers don't know. And, uh, you know, if you're committed to digital marketing, I, say, I would say don't try direct mail or try it badly. Don't get expert help. Don't get somebody like Mike Gunderson involved or myself. <laughs> just, do, just do a digital commercial in an envelope. See how that works. And then you'll be able to keep your job and, and tell your CFO and your CEO that mail doesn't work anyway, no matter what they've heard. So uh, don't, don't test mail, and if you test it, don't get help. That's my message for today. Okay, so anyway, they're scaling back on their digital because they've tried mail. So um, they're... He's, he's saying that discounting will be key as the offer 
consumers will be overwhelmed. Uh, the Center for Medicare and Medicaid Services has gotten 15,000 complaints. He said, this was interesting, it's not that the ads are misleading, it's just that people feel like they're misleading. <laughs> well, and that's one of the troubles with some of these some of these uh, regulations, you know. Uh, it used to be that, you know, an ordinary person could understand this offer. Uh, but, you know, that got abandoned when they decided that it was too it was too vague and now they just say well if we think it's if we think it's misleading then it's misleading which you know is a license to print money legal fees and stuff okay and remember the successful campaign of the Hartford I wish I had a link to that during the Great Recession which I think was the 2008 stuff um, but but uh, what Hartford did was remind people of their long history uh, and stability okay so that was from Doug Bailey okay from Boston and I expect to be in Boston out in September um, for the Namoa show I got to register that for that today or tomorrow okay five simple strategies to build your sales from Matthew Parker my friend Matthew Parker there's five simple and this could apply to any business really especially if it's business to business but pretty much any business it's just a question of how you execute it okay it looks like I'm leaking over the edge here somehow or other and I'm not quite sure why but let's let's fix it okay we'll fix it something about the left side is too far over there you go now I can and now you can actually see it okay so referrals something I should do more of your network will know plenty of prospects that are exactly the right fit for you and Matthew if you have anybody who needs help with their print marketing let me know make a plan that's I'm asking Matthew for a referral because I'm referring his article on the show Make a plan to ask for introductions on a regular basis. You know, and that's, you almost need somebody like Terry. <laughs> Terry Tate, the linebacker, <laughs> to come in and bonk you on the head if you're not asking for introductions on a regular basis. Okay, also contact past customers. And I should do that. Uh, I definitely should do that. I got, you know, I still got a lot of them that are still out there. And in fact, I'm doing a project for a past customer right now, starting yesterday. So that's exciting. New products and services. Maybe there's a way to package it, what you've been doing, but frame it from your customer's point of view. Excellent point. Upselling key clients. Your best customers and clients are usually happy to buy more from you you just need to give them a reason or tell you tell them that it's available you know I had somebody say to me the other day I said you know I used to do creative consulting for some of the most beautiful catalogs in America and they said you did why <laughs> because because I started in creative you did <laughs> that's your data guy well yes but they're not mutually exclusive. Well, they kind of are. But if you have had a brain injury as a child, you might be able to pull off both of them. Finding new clients. Remember to use the TPD principle. And Matthew, you know, either link to this or tell us what the TPD principle is. But I looked it up. 
Matthew's written on this before, and I've talked about it, but I didn't remember it. So one is target your market. The second is what's their pain. And then the third is what's the key difference? And it's not that you're that you have room on your presses. <laughs> it's not a good difference. Or that you have quality. You know, we have high quality and we make our deliveries on time. That's not gonna cut it. You know? Okay, so why should they work with you rather than the competition? Right? Their biggest challenge is not just finding another printer, right? So uh, think about that, okay. And you can download Matthew's free book, The 10 Common Print Selling Errors and What to Do About Them on print, ProfitablePrintRelationships.com or if you, if you go, over to, go over to WDMA.org, you can get your hands on this marked up PDF and it includes a link. When you hover over that, you will actually get a link. Uh, you'll get a link, see this? And it comes up and it says, would you like to get over to that link? And if you say yes, then you will go. So that's excellent. Anyway, so I'm letting you off easy today. Play it to double speed and you will not regret it. Have a great day, like and share. Don't like, share. Shares are worth 20 likes, and you can't give it 20 likes because you only get one. So share it, right? And your friends will know you're smart. Share the, share the link to this video, not just a bunch of articles. Okay. Oh, and I wanted to mention, I had a great talk with Steve Falk yesterday. Talk about doing a great job of this. My, oh, my. There's another one that's not mentioned here, and that is onboarding your new clients and Steve I wish I would have recorded it Steve talked about how they have this entire gift package you know with writing pad and I don't know what he, what all he said pens and maybe there's a coffee mug but there's a bunch of stuff in it chocolates I remember the chocolates and you know they they coordinate a mailing and the gift basket and I think there's some email in there of the presses running and, uh, you know, your job is on press. Your job is in the mail today. And, you know, they do that with every new customer. Really, really great. And I'm sure it's better than that. Um, but it's the kind of things that you could that that you could easily do. And you can start with your old customers. Right? You could start with a direct mail piece or a three-dimensional. We're going to talk about three-dimensional tomorrow. Um, and, and as a printer, you may want to send something physical. What an idea. Have a great day. Share. Your friends will know you're smart. Bye-bye.